0: All right, hello, Idiots on Parade, the Too Ugly for TV podcast, take two. How are you doing, Jake?
1: Good. How are you doing?
0: I am. Uh, I'm, I'm beat down. Uh, take two for us because uh, I, I I told you. I don't think I told our listeners, but uh, my wife has been in Aruba all week, so it's been me alone with the kids twenty four seven all week, and uh, I'm 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 burned out. <laughs> Not going to lie to you. It That's is, rough, uh, man. Yeah, I mean, what it's I I. God bless single parents who got fucked into a situation um, through no fault of their own and uh, i I say that because i i no sympathy for simple, single parents who did something stupid and uh, got kids because uh, <laughs> i'm i am a am a horrible person i 'll admit that but uh, um, yeah sure no, sure. What...
1: we usually do take an anti uh, single parent lean on this podcast, so yeah, <laughs> I like to let these single parents know where I stand right out of the gate you Fucking animals. How dare you do that on a, a- wedlock? Anyway. Yes,
0: only one they their off. fault. But anyway, uh, when, when it's, when it's my wife and I. We trade off, you know, but it. but I, I am so burned out. So, so uh, yeah, the, the take two was the instant we started recording, my son, who I just told, do not come out of your room. It is bedtime, of course, came out of his room and came in here looking for something. He's like, I want this toy now. And it's like, Jesus goddamn fucking Christ, yeah. get in your goddamn room. <laughs> so, so after the podcast, I have to go read him read him a book because that's what he's in there waiting what, for me to do.
1: What's she doing in Aruba?
0: Um, it's a long short story. Um, it's public, so I guess I can tell the podcasters. Her dad was
1: diagnosed <laughs> oh, with uh, Lou Gehrig's disease. <clears throat> I hate that I'm sneezing through that, but man, I <clears throat> I have, I have had allergies kicking <laughs> in like all day. Man. Take a clear, <sighs> motherfucker.
0: Um, I just did. Oh, cool! It'll kick in in a couple of minutes. Her dad was diagnosed with Lou Gehrig's disease, and that's terminal. It's it's you know it's terminal. The only damn uh, hey, sorry to hear that. Um, so before he deteriorates, they wanted to do a him and his four daughters just just the them uh, to go on yeah. vacation while he is still up and able and mobile. And yeah, it's a, it's a scary goddamn thing. So they they just wanted to get away, just the daughters and their dad to. Get some, you know, quality time in because, you know, doctors don't know shit. They say, you know, two years, three years, who knows? But then Stephen Hawking sure. lived forever, but not in a quality way. It, you know, it, 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 so, yeah, it's, it's scary and sad and yucky, but she was down there with her
1: dad for a week. Damn, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that we could start off our comedy podcast on such a happy <laughs> note. Listeners, <laughs> life is filled with uh, sadness and despair. <laughs> You do everything right. It doesn't matter. You're going to end uh, uh, shaking in a horrible little hospital bed, not being able to remember the names of anybody around you, especially if you're a single parent, by the way. Worse for them.
0: Well, speaking of depressing, let's jump right in. Were you able to watch the HBO document documentary I uh, sent your way?
1: No, no. I honestly, I didn't see that until today. I haven't had time to watch it yet.
0: Okay, Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say, don't watch it. I watched, uh, it's a two-part
1: documentary. Oh, there we go. You just saved me uh, two parts of a documentary. Yes, it's called... I like like the way this podcast is going now. (laughs) See, it started off sad, then it got happy. I just just saved two hours out of my life. You
0: did, because I'm going to tell you about it and tell the listeners about it. Listeners... Uh, The documentary on HBO called I Love You, Now Die about Michelle Carter, and if you don't know who that is, you probably remember the story. There was a kid in, I think, Massachusetts. Uh, I didn't take notes. Uh, This has been in the news for the past few years. She was sending him texts. They say she convinced him to kill himself. He was... uh, Breathing carbon monoxide, he gets out of his car or truck, he gets out of his oh, truck. Oh, sure, another another happy
1: story. Yeah, 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 let's, let's go into
0: this. <laughs> but either way, uh, so you know the story, right? Uh, you, you've, you've caught wind of it uh-huh. over the past couple of years. This girl said, get back in the truck, you kill yourself, do it, don't wimp out, all that shit. Um, so this is a two-part documentary on
1: it, and... She's she's like the the anti-self-help coach. Exactly. Yeah, I remember There's that. There's
0: their life coach. She's like the female uh, Kervorkian, basically.
1: Yeah, yeah, she is. She is the the Jersey housewife of Kev- of Doctor Cavorkian. <laughs> yes, yeah. like and Andy Cohen needs to make a reality TV show about this lady.
0: Well, kid, because she was, I I don't know how old when it happened. She's like seventeen or now. That lady, they
1: tried her as an adult anyway.
0: Yeah. So the 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 they the documentary is called "I Love You Now Die," and the reason I hate it is is there are many reasons i hate it but here's here's the main reason it's not an informational documentary you get information yes but is it's like it's a clickbait version of a documentary it's ken burns when you watch a ken burns documentary you get information it is straight and to the point it's also entertaining this was entertaining first and then information, but it was also misleading. The, re- the reason it's a two-part documentary is the entire first hour is propping up the kid who killed himself. Uh, they show him re- with self-recorded videos, talking about how troubled he is. He's like, I don't know, I'm so sad. I, You know, uh, I I do have a good life. He, he has this quote that I thought was hilarious. It's, I've got a great mom, I've got a great dad, for the most part. <laughs> I thought that caught my ear. Yeah. I'm like, a little little middle finger to dad there. Um, But either way, and then they paint her as this fucking opportunistic cunt. They really shit all over her. However, then part two, they twist everything. The kid, both of them are on antidepressants, the kind that make give you like fucked up thoughts like Chris Cornell before he killed himself. So he was suicidal. His mom beat him. His dad beat him. He may have raped her. Uh, She told a friend that he did rape her, um, but she said a ton of shit, so nobody knows whether or not she's telling the truth. Was
1: that before or after she was tried for manslaughter? (laughs) Right? Because that does make a big goddamn difference.
0: Right. Uh, That would be before because he was dead
1: after, so it's kind of hard for a dead guy to rape someone. Um, No, I'm saying when she told her friend this. I didn't say he came oh, back to life like some well, sort of uh, <laughs> Kevin Spacey zombie. <laughs> I didn't catch that, but that is a good point. When I like how matter-of-factly you said he's not a zombie. <laughs> he just might have raped somebody <laughs> while he was alive. But
0: either way, so then, uh, like, it, it didn't need to do that. It could have been, instead of a one-hour documentary part one and then a one-hour and 20-minute documentary part two, it could have just been a 90-minute documentary ping-ponging from the beginning. Here's what she said, he's here's how here's the kind of person she was, here's the kind of person he was and not sure. all not one part that's all anti her and then a second part that's all ooh, but did she really because he was an asshole too. And like don't do that. That's not journalism. That's not that's just sensationalistic bullshit and I hated it. And so at the end of it all, I'll tell you this. Um she gets convicted of involuntary manslaughter and I think that's the way it should have gone gone personally. She doesn't get convicted of murder. She doesn't get convicted of voluntary manslaughter. Well, they
1: weren't they weren't going to get her for murder right. ever. I mean, for she that. sent texts. I mean, that's and honestly, I think that with with as much shit um that got thrown around as a result of the uh George Zimmerman case, I think that that's where they fucked up. Is they tried to get that guy for like murder one or something and it's like well, no, he's got a broken nose and his head's all bashed up. Like, you're not going to get murder one. He he was being beat up, but it was a fight that he started and then he shot the get. Like, you're going to get manslaughter when that happens. Like, if two guys are in a bar fight and one guy punches the other guy and he goes down and hits his head on a curb or something and dies, you're not going to convict that guy of murder one. You're going to get him with, like, manslaughter or something. And so I, I think that... The prosecutor, with my limited knowledge of the legal system, it seemed like the prosecution was a little bit overzealous in that one. And I think really wanted to make a name for himself. If I had to guess, probably wanted to like get this big conviction and then run and be like, look, even though I'm a prosecutor, I'm, I'm. I, I'm super left wing too because look, I, I I convicted this racist guy. Like I think that's probably what they were going for, but they fucked up and they should have been going for manslaughter. So yeah, I mean that's that's what they're going to get her with. They never would have convicted her for murder.
0: Yeah, and and it's it. She she also um, when she got convicted of manslaughter. Here's the kicker. Here's like I said, it, it's a bad documentary, but there is it is informational. at points. The judge convicted her, and he said. He knew that the um, attorneys would file for appeal. So he stayed the conviction for two and a half years. And then, if she, like, her attorneys appealed, and a, an appeal process can take forever. And they basically said she could have appealed it for two and a half years and stayed out of prison. Unfortunately, her appeal got turned around really quickly because it was a big media case. And then she went to prison. But the judge was super fucking lenient. I mean,. Two years for... I mean, her her lawyers are really trying to get her off because the reason I started you down this path is I sent you a link saying they're taking it to the Supreme Court now. They're trying to. They filed a motion. And it's like you were... And and, and again, she had a bad... She was on antidepressants and she may have not had her head straight. Maybe not prison. sentenced her to two years of, you know, involuntary uh, uh, hospitalization, therapy, whatever... Um, but yeah, it's it not good, but I, I do, there was one thing that they really passed over in the documentary and this is where I want your take, even though you had not seen it.
1: Sure. In part two, I I do briefly remember the the, the case, but yeah, yeah What were you saying,
0: in part 2 where they switch from her being this evil horrible uh person that told him to kill himself to him being a possible rapist but definite guy that had had a shitty life and tried to kill himself on several occasions. He overdosed on aspirin once. That was how he tried to kill himself as oh, I'm going to take all these aspirin and as like, yeah, good job, buddy. That's that's going to work. Anyway, they are texting and they're talking about how they've each seen the devil in their hallucinogens, these, anti- these psychotic meds they're on for antidepressants that fuck them sure. up. And he said, I quote, I saw the devil. He told me he wants me to kill them all. Hmm. They brush right by that. Now, I have been trying to wrap my head around a comedy bit involving this, but every mass shooting begins with someone who, for some reason, feels the need to kill other people and then kills himself at the end of it, I think she, in a way, may be a hero. She didn't bring... I would have brought that up in court. Yeah, he wanted to go on a mass shooting, so I had him kill himself, and there, no mass shooting. Yeah. Or, even if you don't blame her, even if you don't give her the hero, I think anybody that is going to be a mass shooter should kill themselves first, and all their problems will be solved. Like, if, if you hate that the is world, a good point.
1: Yeah. I mean, but who knows? Like, that was just one text while the kid was fucked up. It didn't that text alone to me doesn't say he's going to kill somebody. Says he might, and but it's it not. Could be on that uh, path. Yeah. But that's that's a lot of what ifs. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's that's like me saying um I caught my wife cheating I would I would love to strangle her. You, you know what I mean? and if I say that out loud while I'm drunk in a bar to a friend of mine, is that me actually ki- planning to kill my wife? Like, should I be arrested for that? You know what I mean? Just for blurting that out. That sounded like that kind of thing.
0: Well, and that's what the law- her lawyers are saying is
1: that,, um, her whereas text- like if I if I'm going over and if, if I'm like, listen, I got a shovel, do you have any of that? Like, okay, now it's like, all right, we gotta fucking do something. You know?
0: Right, and that's what her lawyers are arguing, is he's still responsible for his own actions. If she had said to him, hey, go rob a bank, and he robbed a bank,
1: would she be liable for that? Like, Well, right, and that's kind of what—that to me is, is the, the real— where the root of the controversy is in this, in this case, this, yeah, this girl, horrible fucking person. You know what I mean? Like she could get hit by a bus tomorrow and I wouldn't feel bad about it. That being said, it is a bit of a slippery slope because in, in legal cases all the time, they use um, precedents, you know, like, like cases in the past that kind of set a precedent for what we're doing now. And so you know what makes somebody liable for something um just by telling somebody else to do it you know like you said if she says go rob a bank and he does it is she now bonnie barrow you know
0: right and that's that's uh what her lawyers are appealing and that's that's part of their the thing that got that i thought was interesting is because um, this this judge apparently did somewhat set a precedent with this case um but the, the lawyers that are taking to the Supreme Court, and I f- that's the article I initially sent you before I watched the documentary, um, they're arguing her right to freedom of speech, which I thought was fucking bizarre and interesting. That is an
1: approach I did not see coming. It is because it's that slippery slope argument. I mean, that that to me is is a sort of the 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 real crux of the debate here. This thing going, oh, but yeah, she was on antidepressants, yeah, as opposed to what fucking teenage kid anymore. You know, I, I mean that it, like okay, does being on some kind of prescription drug just you know automatically acquit you of any crime? Because if so, every single millennium. That millennial will never be able to be acquitted of a crime. You know, I mean, they just the the further and further we go, the more and more kids are on prescription drugs, and that itself is a big problem. I'm not saying that's not a problem. What I'm saying is, I don't think that that alone should get you acquitted of a crime this serious. Now, to me, the real debate is: is someone responsible for someone else's actions? By coer- coercing them through text messages. You know, like, because and, and, I can see that. I, I really can't see that one both ways. Well, so can I.
0: And that's why I think best possible, like the prosecution argued they wanted seven to 12 years in jail for her. And the judge said, she's guilty. We're going to do 2.5 and she can appeal and maybe sure. she And so, you know what? This is to me, best case scenario. Like, you know what? There, 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 is, uh, there is some guilt there. Um, it still is his fault, but she contributed, so they wanted seven years, she got two. All right, I think that is justice in my mind. To me, that well, all right, works you're out. You're not
1: going to get the same amount of time as if she would have stabbed him in the neck with a screwdriver. I mean, it's right. just not going to happen.
0: Um, I had a couple more horrible thoughts, and I'm losing track of them. I just I, I I want to go back just one second because I had uh, this is not a horrible thought the, the idea that uh, I found the quote from her lawyer who said uh, in the end a criminal conviction for involuntary manslaughter should not turn on labeling on a labeling game by which a court deems pure speech to be unlawful action that deserves no First Amendment protection the petition said all right. When it comes to freedom of speech, there are limits. Like you can't yell fire in a crowded theater. And well, and that's
1: kind of what this is coming down to. Right? Is, is exactly. That, you know, if you try to, if you get somebody to kill themselves, you, you know, like like how much do you have to do to where this isn't a First Amendment thing anymore? This is you basically convincing someone to, you know, uh, I mean, I and I can I can see that both ways. I I really can.
0: Well, to me, what it'll come down to is. I um I think we've talked about this. Did you watch the the People versus OJ the the TV
1: series? God damn it! No, I haven't. I've always meant to. Uh, although I think she's getting out in what two and a half years. Yes. All right. If OJ hasn't gotten Twitter banned, these two need to have a podcast together.
0: <laughs> that would be good. Well, in. Um I did not follow the OJ case when it was live in the '90s because I could not have given two fucks about it. Uh, to me, that was like it was this big sensationalistic thing, and I want—I'm like, fuck all you people that spent that time obsessing over it. Um, that sure. said, the 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 miniseries was fantastic. It's on Netflix. I I've cannot recommend it. it enough. It is great. There is a moment in the in the in the miniseries that it's all taken from you know transcripts where. You remember the name Mark Furman, correct? Yeah. He was the cop that dropped the N-bomb, and he apparently he got on... And
1: that that was enough to convince people that since this guy is racist, he is obviously both racist and crazy enough that him and a bunch of other cops decided to kill these two people because they didn't like interracial marriages or
0: something. Oh, it's insane. Uh, the That jury had to have... Uh, anyway, not, let's not go down the OJ path. All right. but the long yeah. and the short of it is relating to this case with uh, Michelle Carter, the the girl that sent the text messages. So Mark Furman takes the stand and says, I have never said the N-word. Like, he says that under oath. And then they find all these interviews with him where he's dropping it like nobody's business, and that's how he's describing black people. So they present all these tapes to the court and say, we want to play all of these tapes for the jury uh, so that they can hear how horrible a person he is and judge ito goes through and says yeah you know what no the jury can hear these two sentences where he drops the n word that's enough sure. for them to know that he lied under oath i think that could happen here if if it does get kicked up to the supreme court if they decide to take the case they have all these texts and it's a matter of what's admissible And going back to yelling fire in a theater, if they take it down to three texts where he's like, I don't think I can go through with it, and she says, you need to do this, you need to kill yourself, you know, they could just pull three texts like that and say, yeah, look at her leading him on. You know, they, they could. I don't. I don't want to call it cherry picking, but it could well, be. Well, but if this is the Supreme Court, they would
1: read the whole thing, right? Because they're they're the judges. They're not. It's not the judges. Or what? I mean, what? Showing they'd shit to the relevant.
0: Jury. They could. They'll read the whole thing. They might take yeah. certain segments and say these are the relevant statements. So yeah, they'll read the whole thing. I'm just talking about what's relevant. Judge Ito said the fact that he lied under oath is all that's relevant, not his right. Hatred. But
1: but him. Him saying a bunch of them, and then the jury only heard a couple of them that the judge allowed them to hear. With the Supreme Court, they're, in a sense, the judges and the juries.
0: Right, right. But I'm saying as far as what they deem relevant to the case. Sure. They, they'll get to read them all and say, all right, these three.
1: And he, uh, so speaking of but ju- it'll still weigh into their decision because they yeah. would have read them all.
0: I'm just saying as far as what they will allow. Anyway, but here, this is
1: interesting. But they'll have to read it before they decide to uh, allow it to themselves. No, no, no. I mean, not allow it to themselves.
0: I'm saying I, I, I misspoke what I said earlier. They can go through the entire thing and pick out texts and say, all right, here are 100 texts. These three are the three that stand out. These are the reason we are deciding this way. Does that make sense? Yeah. Th-
1: these, okay, these, yeah, 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 yeah. But either way, they'll still get more of a, of a of a whole picture of it than jurors who literally weren't even allowed to hear about 90% of it. You know? Well, that's Now we're, we're two
0: different cases because that's the interesting thing about this one
1: is get OJ
0: out of your mind again. I just brought that up as an example. Um,
1: her lawyers did something. How crazy would it be? He was played by Cuba? How crazy would it be if Cuba Gooding Jr. was in prison and OJ was free on Twitter on playing golf and shit? You know what I mean? <laughs> Cuba no one would have seen that, that coming. Girl? <laughs> yeah.
0: And then maybe OJ could uh, revise Nordberg and get back into acting and uh, and do Cuba's story in the bar. Yeah, that
1: that's what I was thinking. It could be yeah. And then um, OJ gets drunk, steals some more of his shit someday, goes to prison. Right as Cuba getting Gooding Junior's getting out, and then he plays. He does a sequel to The People versus O.J. He says it's, it's called The People versus O.J. The Adventure Continues. And he's now playing O.J. stealing more of his shit again. And it just keeps going until both of them... Now, fuck that. We're going we're gonna to keep them alive. We're going to freeze their brains like Walt Disney and put them in robots. And this will just keep going for a thousand years.
0: I'd buy it. If, if it's anything as good as that f- first uh, series, I would watch it all. It's going to be awesome. Anyway, uh, going back to you saying the Supreme Court being judge and jury... Her lawyers did something that was probably smart up front, but bit bit them in the ass because she, uh, God damn, I set Siri off on accident. All right, knock it off, Siri. I don't know what I said that uh, fired her up, but um, their joy, uh, she and her lawyers did a trial by judge. They did not have a jury for this case. They did not want to argue in front of a jury of her peers because by the time it got to trial everybody was hating on her they didn't know that he was suicidal and that he had raped her and blah 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 they just figured yeah. all right and i i have heard many a time that if you are in trouble go by a trial by judge because with a jury you get the 12 dumbest motherfuckers on the planet
1: right and you, you, it's it's one of those things if it's if it's such a, a a national story like that yeah she's very hateable in this one so yeah yes. that's, that makes sense
0: and they they thought that because um, there was no precedent for this, that he would have to say, well, there's nothing I can do, and let her yeah. go. Now, in the end, that didn't work, and given what happened with OJ, it would have been interesting had they gone by jury and then hammered home the fact, hey, he raped her, hey, he had tried to commit, himself, commit suicide before, hey, his dad beat him, hey, his mom hit him, uh, they had gone through divorce, that fucked him, like... If they had shown his side to a jury, you in the least could have probably turned two people and gotten a hung I haven't
1: seen this documentary. This is the first I've heard about um, uh, him raping her. And I I don't like to automatically start from a place of doubting the accuser. However, when the accuser is being tried for manslaughter for that person, (laughs) I can't help but raise a skeptical eyebrow in that direction.
0: And it's not just that, because... um, as you said, she said a shit ton of crazy
1: shit, so I do not We're want right. to automatically—I I don't believe that— it, that. And here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. If I was—if um, I'm a lady who had been raped by a guy who was, you know, in, in a vulnerable place that I'm trying to get to kill himself over text, Um, I would tell people I'd um, talk about the rape. <laughs> I'd be like, listen, if you don't do this, I'm going to talk about that <laughs> yes. whole um in and out, about that unconsensual—that that would, um, would be my coup de grace. That would be the, I would be like, oh, I got the rape on tape. Boom. Fucking slit your wrist. Do it.
0: Exactly. So, but she apparently has said so much shit uh, in her life that people
1: doubted her because, oh, that's her being crazy. But you did see, but that's the thing is once somebody's in a position like that, you really got to take everything they say with a massive grain of salt because right at, at, at to a certain point, that's not a real person anymore. That is just someone trying not to go to jail. And they will say anything that they think will get them out of it, that their lawyers will think will get... Like, they'll fucking say anything to keep from uh, fucking getting locked up. So, I don't know. And, like I said, I think that would have came up in the, hey, here's, here's a thousand reasons you should kill yourself. I feel like this would have been in the top ten. It at least would have been mentioned. In all these <laughs> you are a rapist. Rapists should kill themselves. Yeah, I would, I would tag that on as every third thing. I would keep reminding them.
0: Well, you said something that uh, the, this is, I had said earlier I was going to say something horrible. Uh, you brought me back to it. I'd forgotten about it. Um, you said eyebrows. And <laughs> that, like, oh, yeah. Um, you've seen pictures of this girl, right?
1: A, a, a long time. I don't remember what she looks well, like. Well,
0: that's the one thing that always jumped out at me is in the documentary. They're talking to people, and on her first day of court, when she goes in, she's she's dressed for court. She's not you know wearing sweats and you know a, a tank top. She is dressed professionally for court. She knows she has to appear sure. appear before a judge, and they're interviewing someone who says, you know, when she showed up, she was thin, blonde, and she had this tanning booth tan. Quote: It's as if she knew she was going to be photographed. And my first thought is, if she knew she was going to be photographed, why the fuck didn't she do something about those big, hairy, black caterpillars on her face? Because she has blonde hair and thick, jump out at you, holy shit, what is wrong with you eyebrows. And they define her face. And what's so interesting about it is, when a year and a half later, she loses her appeal and has to go back to court and is found that she has to go to jail at that moment she has a horrible haircut however she's taking care of her eyebrows and i'm just like just <laughs> like what the fuck is wrong with you how do you get everything wrong sure. or not every how do you just get half wrong you know two different times like oh i've got the hair this time but now i have these fucking huge weird groucho Marx eyebrows and then a year later okay i realized my eyebrows looked silly but now i'm going to get a hideous
1: haircut mm-hmm. I'm looking just south of her eyebrows, man. She's got evil eyes. I, I would have gotten some context. I would have gotten unevil context. Yeah, this this girl looks evil as fuck. Even even though even the scenes where she's trying to look sad, it's almost like a um it's almost like she's it's it's a look that I, I don't know, says I am a cannibal and I'm sad that I gotta eat prison food instead of people now. You know? Like she just seems evil.
0: Well, I don't want to be hateful to her, even though I just was, but she comes off as a sociopath. I mean yeah. that's literally even even when you are hearing the side about how horrible he was it doesn't really paint her in a good picture regardless.
1: No 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 no. Well no and and that that's the thing is is like to me the debate during this case was not is she a good person? Was she in the right or wrong? She was definitely in the wrong. It's just you know, can you lock somebody up for sending text messages? I mean that's that was the real debate here this this shit of oh, it, it, it's he did this and he did that. It's like, yeah, but you had so many they have so many your text messages. you would have mentioned that to him while trying to get him to kill himself. So that's ridiculous.
0: Exactly. One more thing, and then we can move on. And this was something I did write down as a note because I, I did not want to forget it, and I wanted to <laughs> mention it to you. Uh, whether or not you saw it, I thought you'd find it amusing. Um, so one of the people they interview in this documentary is a journalist who wrote about the trial, and his opening quote was, and I don't remember the guy's name, but he's a reporter you know, or, or a journalist, and he's ri- he, he does written stories not on air. Yeah. <laughs> and they bring him up, and they, they show his name on the screen, and his quote is, when I read about the trial, I knew I had to write about it. <laughs> like That's the dumbest goddamn thing I've ever Yeah, heard. it is. You have to wonder if the documentarian put that in just to, like, embarrass him. Like, I know you're probably going to see this as a stupid quote later on, but I'm, I'm throwing it in. Like, I knew I had to write about this trial. Shut
1: up. In 1977, when I went to the theater and saw the movie Star Wars, I was like, I got to make a sequel to this. This is amazing. I just had an awesome idea. What about a Star Wars (laughs) 2?
0: All right. Let's jump on something light. Um, Oh, well, Jesus, we don't have anything light. I have another round of bad news. Um, Trump's tariffs? There could be a Bible shortage. Apparently, Bibles are printed in China religious publishers religious publishers say president donald trump's most recent proposed tariffs on chinese imports could result in a bible shortage millions of bibles some estimates put it at 150 million or more are printed in china every year holy shit that's what i would not have guessed i would not have known where i would suspect bibles are printed but I've never—I don't pick up Bibles all that often, so I don't really look for the old "Made in China" stamp on the back of it.
1: Sure, sure. Well, you know, if, if it's a matter of people being worried about paying more for their Bibles, I—you know—if if you're not smart enough to download an app that just has the Bible on it, you don't deserve the word of the, the, the the Lord. I'll say it right now. I will know? not,
0: uh, ladies and gentlemen. I uh, I disagree with Jake one hundred percent. And, uh, by the way, um, we're going to do an edit here. Jake and I aren't going to talk about anything, so tune out and uh, just listen to some music for a second because Jake and I, uh, the podcast is, uh, we're done with our podcast. Thank you. Good night. Okay, Jake, now that they're not listening, Um, you and I need to open a Bible printing shop in America. The people that buy Bibles, if you put a fucking flag on that thing and stamp Made in America on it, with this Bible shortage, we could clean up.
1: Yeah, and my, my Jesus on the front, he's gonna be fucking jacked. And he's he's gonna have an American flag headband on. He's gonna he's gonna basically and a look gun. like uh Jesus and yeah. a gun. Yeah, he's basically gonna look like Ted Nugent. It's it's gonna be great. It's gonna look like somebody nailed Ted Nugent to a piece of wood. So, okay, this
0: is with nobody listening, this'll be good for us. Made in America Bibles. We're gonna be millionaires.
1: And He's wearing Nikes with the swoosh torn off of them.
0: <laughs> no, he's wearing the Betsy Ross Nikes with the swoosh torn
1: off. So all you can see is the Betsy Ross. There we Ross. go. You, there's only, it's, it's, it's Nikes that just has giant Betsy Ross flags on the side of it. That's <laughs> what our, that's what, that's what the, uh, the Jesus made the USA version is. Yes. Okay. Uh,
0: you can, you can start listening again, everybody. Hey, we're back. Uh, you know, over here, over here. Okay, good. Uh, Jake and I didn't really talk about anything important for a second. We uh, we talked about uh, the upcoming uh, uh, foosball season, uh, professional foosball. It's going to be great. Okay. Uh, one last story. Let's talk about this. The Kevin Spacey accuser. I did not really follow it all that much. It's one of those things that you catch on the periphery. Um. I had known that the Spacey, uh, attorneys kept asking for his phone because, and I think we talked about this on the podcast, didn't we? There was yeah. a lot of shit yeah. on the phone that the kid did not want mm-hmm. seen. And yeah. so apparently they were going to force him to testify. They was going to get a court order and
1: they dropped their lawsuit. Well, yeah, because dude, I, I, I was even saying this on the podcast, man, like, he's done a lot of bad shit this ain't really one of them this case was like the, the dude was 18 he was letting kevin spacey do his thing while taking like a video of it going oh isn't this crazy you know and like sending it to his girlfriend like wow look at this wow you know and that that's not um, uh, i'm sorry dude that's that's not the same as him with that fourteen-year-old or whatever. Like you gotta go after him for the real shit. Now I was I was wrong in that I thought this might be his sort of Al Capone getting prison time for tax evasion, or like O.J. Simpson getting an insanely long se- sentence, as Norman, as uh, Norm McDonald said, for stealing his own shirts. I thought that's what this was gonna be, but yeah, man, the the they were trying to use as evidence a video that he sent to his girlfriend while he's like laughing about it and shit. And I'm I'm sorry, dude. That's not... No. It's consensual at that point.
0: Well, I think you nailed it. And I think it's sad. And I'm glad that it's going away. It's, It's literally, all this shit happened to Kevin Spacey. All the evil he did came up. And so this kid went, ooh, maybe I could make a buck off that. Yeah. And filed a lawsuit. And the Instant, it turned a corner. Like he had to run, and yeah, uh, yeah. It's it's it's. Uh, you said something that made me think of this, and I can't remember what you said. But um, God, I wish I. Do you, you know who John Bernthal is? He played the Punisher no. on Netflix. He was in uh, Wind River. Oh
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. He was in uh, the first season of Walking Dead, right? Yeah,
0: and he was in uh, yeah. Baby Driver with Kevin Spacey. Uh, okay. And he said that he lost all respect for. Ke- he went on record and said, "Yeah, Kevin Spacey was an idol of mine. He's a great actor. I worked with him." And he said, "If he said if Kevin Spacey had talked to women the way he was talking to young men on set, John said I would have fucking punched him." Or he worked, right. you know, like yeah. he was like. I don't know what the, you know, like, I, he didn't want to get involved because it was a guy-guy thing. But he said yeah. if, if Spacey had talked to women the way he talked to boys, he would have, like, kicked the shit out of him or stood up. He would have done something.
1: Right, yeah. He's a creepy-ass dude, you know. And uh, it, it, just, it just sucks that they picked his... like that, That's the thing with, with all these accusations. It's like you have to weed out the Aziz Ansari cases from the fucking Harvey Weinsteins. Otherwise, the fucking demons are gonna point to stupid shit like that and be like, "See, this is a witch hunt," and it's it's going to it's going to devalue the whole fucking movement. You know, whether it's whether it's men or women or fucking turtles, man. Like, you can't, you, you know, you you have to separate stupid shit like this. way. Because I mean, I, I read one article about this kid and was you know, what the fuck he was claiming, and I'm like, oh oh, this is fucking ridiculous, man. Like, this is not. And I mean, I read a couple more just to make sure. Like, all right, maybe this article was just written by a psycho. You know what I mean? So I, I looked at a few, and I'm like, now nah, it lines up. He, he it's, it said he had a video that he sent to his girlfriend while he was just sort of laughing about the thing. And, and yeah, dude, that's not well, not just that's that. not great. Now I figured it would they, it would be like, well, this is the one we could get to come forward and statute of limitations, and so we're gonna kind of crucify him for this one and, 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 and give him a we're going to throw the book at him for admittedly a small one
0: well uh, I want to go back to something you said about the difference in uh, cases for Kevin Spacey look at the first one uh, I th- like was the kid 14 you said I think that sounds right. about right 14, 15 it was something weird where there's a 14 year old kid at an adult actors party so that kid uh, was alone in a bedroom and Kevin Spacey comes in this kid, the eighteen year old is eighteen and he 's in a bar in a public area right. And i 'm not saying you can 't get harassed in a public area, but having been an eighteen year old boy uh you were an eighteen year old boy some guy comes up and starts grabbing my dick i 'm making a scene even if he 's bigger than me i 'm pushing on well, yeah and, like, and
1: i 'm not saying the there's it can't be you? yeah that that you can 't be intimidated at eighteen or at eighty one for for that matter but like uh, it was his reaction to it in the taking a video. You don't sit there and take a, oh, I'm laughing, and oh, look, I'm a sexual assault victim. Isn't this so funny? That's not what you I mean, you might take one to document it, sure. Right. But, like, you're not going to—it's not going to be fun and games at Like, that point. like the
0: recording of uh, the Mitt Romney thing where he said, you know, 51% of people want a handout. If you take your phone out and yeah. you start recording it, yeah, that's evidence. And it's you're like, Mr. Spacey, I don't feel comfortable.
1: I don't like that. Okay, that's different. That's a lot different. Right. Right, exactly. And, look, I'm sorry, but there's—like, male privilege exists, and, and it, it exists in a lot of different ways. But I, I, some of those ways gets overhyped sometimes. And some of those ways it doesn't really get hyped enough. Like the best thing, the best thing about male privilege overall in 2019 in America is if some dude wants to put his fucking hands off on me, I can get his hands off of me really fucking quick you know yes. that's that's the best that is the best part that look as a dude who has it um I like different areas of it, you know, but that that's the big one that's the big one. I don't have to worry about some guy putting his fucking hands on me and and not being able to do anything about it and so it, I'm not saying it can't happen, but when it does happen, if you're taking a video of it and laughing and joking around. You just kind of let a guy grab your dick. And, you know, you comparing yourself to some of these women that, like, Harvey Weinstein forced himself on, you sort of acting like you're in that ilk and, and taking it to court and everything, you're cheapening the whole fucking movement. The whole Me Too movement is cheapened by bullshit like this. And and it and it sucks, man, because it's a, you know it's really important um, what's what's what the stuff that's coming out. You know what I mean? And, and and the changes that are happening because of this. But when stuff like this goes in front of a court and just irresponsible lawyers took some jackass kid who was clearly just trying to get a paycheck for no goddamn reason, it it makes it that much harder for legitimate victims to come forward and be taken seriously.
0: And uh, sort of. Going off what you said, you, you better articulated what I said, which was, yeah, even if you are intimidated, even if the guy is bigger than you, a- alone in a room is one thing, but in a public bar and someone grabs your dick, you can always push back and make a scene be like, what the f- And I'm right. And and, and as a guy, and like you talk about male privilege, or the yeah, as a guy, even if you like in a room, yeah, yeah, you might get your ass kicked. Even yeah, even
1: if it's a guy that's like tougher than me, he's not gonna keep trying to grab my dick. It's like okay, fine. Yeah. Um, I may lose in 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 three rounds of boxing with the guy if we have, you know what I mean, or or in an octagon or something. But like, I can shove him off of me with enough force to where it's he will know right away. Unless, unless he is Bruce Lee incarnate, it is not worth my time to fucking, like, get in an altercation with this six-foot-tall guy who, like, yeah, I might I could win a fight, but he, you know, I, I might get an ear torn off. I don't fucking know, man. He looks rabid. He looks like he's done a lot of crystal meth in his past. He might bite me, and I will. And, you know, so I, I can make it not worth their time If they want to be grabbing me and stuff like this. And so, that's as a dude, you can do that. I'm not saying all dudes can. The bagel guy can't. Did you see the bagel guy video? No. You didn't see the bagel guy video? No. Hold on. Holy shit.
0: what, What am I missing? What should I be looking for?
1: Oh, my God. Just type in bagel guy on YouTube. Um, you're probably going to get a lot of interviews and stuff, but the original one was Bagel Boss. It was in a place in Long Island called Bagel Boss. This is going viral. It's it's this dude. He's five feet tall, kind of like a chubby older guy, five feet tall. Let me interrupt quick. I
0: I'm, I I there. Like you said, a ton have come up. Um, the screenshot I can see. Yeah, I see a guy angrily looking way up, and his head looks like it's at
1: another guy's sleeve level. Yeah, yeah, he's like an incel. Like, he hates women. Yeah, and he was, like, screaming at one. And the bag, because she smiled at him or something, and and he thought she was smirking, and even if she was smirking and you know kind of laughing at his height or whatever, like this dude's going ballistic and screaming at everybody in his bagel shop, and then finally somebody just tackles him. It's the funniest goddamn thing. But then he has a bunch of interviews afterwards where he's talking about it like to the news, and the guy just sounds off his fucking rocker. And oh, like me, you, all you the, feel all bad for these that
0: I'm pulling up. Angry Bagel Guy says he doesn't trust women. He shares more thoughts. He shares more unneeded thoughts on misogyny, racism, and and then it cheers off. But uh, yeah, it, it uh, he um dating woes turning. Yeah, that it, He well, seems I, like And
1: a, I normally don't share these kind of videos much. You know what I mean? Like they're out there. But I found one of the interviews with him where he said that he is the. Uh, I, I even posted this. Um, I am the modern day prophet the modern day martin luther king yeah that's that another looking guy. at short guy that's in bagel a, yes. short guy in yes. bagel shop
0: claims to be martin king junior of short people or something
1: <laughs> oh he's crazy yeah and he has a bunch of other like there's another one of them doing the same thing in a 711 just yelling at the employees yep, or whatever three, three down and, angry
0: Bangle guy has a history of loud public
1: confrontations yeah and he's there's stuff where he like he films himself yelling at people and he just get and and the thing is is like Part of you like at first you feel bad for the guy because you're like, oh, this is clearly it's it's rough, man. Like here's here's another privilege I have that doesn't really get brought like um the the privilege of being a six foot dude instead of a five foot dude. I will take that over male privilege, white privilege, straight all of that fucking shit. The, being a five-foot dude would suck. You know what I mean? And so, like, you feel for the guy. You're like, okay, this is clearly a lifetime of getting shit on in Long Island for being five-foot tall as a guy. That sucks. But then you hear this jackass talk, and you're like, oh, no, you're a piece of shit. Like, this... As an atheist, I don't say it that often, but God did humanity a solid by putting you in a 5-foot body because if 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 he gave you even a 5-foot 5 body, so many people would be dead right now. This man would be committing so much sexual violence and just all this I mean, like he would be he would be the fucking worst. He would he would have a girlfriend that he would be domestically abusing. He would be kicking the shit out of dudes in bars for talking to about like he is uh, like, he's, 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 he's no good He only deserves five foot of body
0: Well, let me play devil's advocate here Because this is kind of his own fault He did not work with what God gave him He's five feet tall He should have left Long Island And gone to Hollywood Where he would have fit right in With Mel Gibson and Tom Cruise And Tobey Maguire And every single other A-list star Because you look them up They're all short fucks too
1: Oh yeah, oh, not not like this though, man. No, like I know. this I'm guy's Just making tiny. a joke. There, I saw him do one interview with like uh, a, a tall female reporter. He was not happy about the interview. He he stormed out pretty quick. He,
0: well, listeners this, didn't like
1: talking to the tall lady. This
0: is this is a good bookend right here because this is how we're going to close out the podcast. At the beginning, I said, uh, "I love you." Now die on HBO is absolutely not worth watching so a no recommendation from Nathan at the beginning and uh, at the end Jake is tossing you a recommendation to look up the bagel guy on YouTube if you haven't seen watch
1: it watch the bagel guy video in fact i'm shocked that you haven't seen no, it no i have
0: i'm looking for it right now every uh, 3 days ago oh it's hilarious this was hit 3 days ago and i have not seen it so that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna sign off. I'm gonna go read my son a book if he is still awake because he asked me to as the podcast started.
1: Show him the Bagel Guy video. He'll love that. <laughs> he says, Plus, no, he's the same size I was just as yourself.
0: He's five years old. He's the same size. So, all right, I will watch. I will read my son a book and then I will watch the Bagel Guy video. Jake, good talking to you, my friend, and uh, listeners. Thanks for listening, and please uh, hit that share button and uh, tell other people to listen to us. Good night.
1: Later.